friends, it's Ruth. And today I thought we could talk about a life without suffering. And who wouldn't want that? All right, so this opening is going to be a bit of a bummer then. Because dissatisfaction, pain, and discomforts are necessary parts of life. Seriously, isn't life supposed to be about being happy Getting everything you want, hopefully just by manifesting and doing nothing about hashtag living your best life, hashtag blessed, hashtag grateful. Short answer, sometimes yes, sometimes no. Pain is inevitable. It sucks, but it's also useful. It teaches us what is good versus what is bad for us. It teaches us how to avoid making the same mistake in the future, and it will nudge us and sometimes hit you upside the head to send you in the right direction for beneficial change in your life. To chase a problem-free life. Wouldn't that be awesome? Isn't that what we keep fantasizing about? If only this would happen, then I would be happy. If only somebody would behave differently, then I could be happy. But a problem-free life, which, let's face it, is pretty much utterly impossible, means that we would lose the benefits of experiencing healthy doses of pain and from that, growth and improvement. Problems never stop. They merely change. People will continue to be people and not do what we want them to. You get to a new level, solve a few problems, you get new problems. Better life, better problems. But problems do not go away. So maybe give up on hoping for a life without problems, for a life without pain. Because if you hope for those things, you will spend your whole life hoping and be miserable. But we do do that, don't we? All the time. Instead, hope for a life full of good problems or problems that bring you closer to understanding yourself and giving you a place to grow from. Everything you want requires getting uncomfortable. I'm going to say that again. Everything you want requires getting uncomfortable. The things that make us feel good or are good for us can often initially make us feel uncomfortable, feel pain, feel like crap. So why would we do this? How do we do this? Survive the pain and discomfort. If you focus two or three consequences down from a behavior, you can find the reason for doing it. We drink that green smoothie. Initially, we might make a face, roll our eyes, and think very fondly of a donut. This is our first consequence. The second consequence is that we fill up on something that is good for us, and we are less likely to put something less healthy into our mouths and body. The third consequence is our body is healthier, which makes it easier to deal with life stressors and cravings because we are in a physically healthier state. And when we are in that state, we make better decisions, like having a green smoothie. Or take meditating. We might procrastinate, distract, or make excuses because we are uncomfortable with sitting for five or ten minutes with nothing to numb out our thoughts. First consequence, we say we can't. We are absolutely too busy 
that our brain is too crazy and we tried it once and we just, we can't do it. We can't meditate. If we get past that initial resistance and actually meditate, we may find, wait, we will find that we will get uncomfortable, perhaps even more uncomfortable. We may discover that that our brain will not shut up and that we will become more irritated, that we will get instantly interrupted, that we will suddenly remember something that we have to do right this second, I mean right now. And this happens to me all the time. Something will itch. Usually my nose and oh my God, I can't stand not to scratch it. So the second consequence is still uncomfortable. But if you stick with it, five, 10, or maybe just three, or even one minute a day, maybe just three deep, slow breaths a couple of times a day to pull you into the present moment here is where the third consequence appears. The ability to sit, even for just a moment, to sit and to be uncomfortable and to breathe and to be fully present, not to numb out, not to reach for your substance or behavior of choice to keep from experiencing discomfort. When you are deciding if a behavior is worth the initial discomfort or let's be honest, outright pain, check in with yourself. Look down the road of third and fourth consequences and choose the struggles that will bring you the greatest joy. These later consequences are your goals. Use them to get past the initial inertia and discomfort required to get them. And another way to talk about these goals, these are your whys. The what's in your lives don't matter nearly as much as the whys. And that's W-H-Y-S, not W-I-S-E. English language is so much fun. You can't have a life without pain. So instead, ask yourself, what is the pain that you want in your life? What are you willing to struggle for? What is your why? This will make all the difference. We can feel like we are entitled to an extraordinary life. Even though if everybody had an extraordinary life, then by definition, no one would have an extraordinary life. Or to paraphrase the Incredibles, if everybody was special, then nobody would be special. So get honest with yourself. No one likes to think of themselves as entitled. Take an honest inventory of yourself without the shame, blame, or baggage. Just be curious and notice where you might feel entitled. And then notice how happy that isn't making you. Letting go of being entitled. You realize that it's okay to be average. Really, 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 really. I know, I know. We all like to think of ourselves as special. And we all are. But the pressure that we place on ourselves to look perfect, not to feel uncomfortable, is like living in a pressure cooker or an Instapot, if you want a more current metaphor. Let go of that need and the pressure will go away. If you're like me, you'll continue to keep picking up the need to look perfect and not be uncomfortable, and that's okay. You just have to practice putting it down again, and again, and again, 10 times a day, 100 times a minute, however many times you pick it up, that many times, put it all back down again. 
you will learn to appreciate the average things in life. A simple friendship, journaling, reading a good book. Think about what's on your list. Things that actually bring you pleasure and happiness. Not things that number distract you. Things that make you feel happy. In her poem, Self-Observation Without Judgment, Donna Folds talks about this. She says, Release the harsh and pointed inner voice. It is just a throwback to the past and holds no truth about this moment. Let go of self-judgment, the old learned ways of beating yourself up for each imagined inadequacy. Allow the dialogue within the mind to grow friendlier and quiet. Shift out of inner criticism and life suddenly looks very different. I can say this only because I make the choice a hundred times a day to release the voice that refuses to acknowledge the real me. What's needed here isn't more prodding towards perfection, but intimacy, seeing clearly and embracing what I see. Love, not judgment, sows the seeds of tranquility and change. So pain is inevitable. Sometimes life is going to suck and we're not going to like it. This is an opportunity for some self-awareness, to ask ourselves about the purpose of our suffering. In certain groups, we call this another frickin' growth opportunity or learning opportunity. We may not like it, but when things don't go the way we like, when people don't behave the way we want them to, these places are absolute gold for figuring out where we're stuck. Pain is inevitable. Yep, still saying it. Suffering, however, is not. The difference between pain and suffering. Pain can be a bit of a catch-22. Often, the more you try to wish it away, the worse it becomes. According to modern psychology, not to mention ancient Buddhism, there is a difference between pain and suffering. Pain is pain, and that's bad enough. Suffering, which features distress and misery layered on top, occurs only when you try to fight the pain. So when you're in pain, check in with yourself. The physical sensations in your body, the movement of your breath, the awareness of what's going on right here and now. Remember your third or your fourth consequence, your goals, your why. And remind yourself, this is what you signed up for. More importantly, that pain does not last forever. Even when you're sure it will, this too will pass. Gary Zukoff, an American spiritual teacher and author of four books, including The Seat of the Soul, describes suffering during an interview with Oprah as this, and I'm paraphrasing a little. Suffering is feeling the part of your personality that doesn't trust the universe, the part of your personality that doesn't feel worthy, the part of your personality that must have something or someone else in order to be valuable to be alive. This is suffering. And it is not necessary. So how do we deal with suffering? Come back to self-awareness, to mindfulness. Self-awareness begins with a non-judgmental perception of your emotions, thoughts, and stories. And this is available through meditation, yes, meditation, journaling, or even just quiet reflection. 
then you can ask why you might feel certain emotions. Stay out of judgment. Stay in curiosity. And then also ask, what is the story I'm telling about myself? And finally, ask, what is the story I'm telling myself about this? Where am I attached to entitlement, attached to pain? And how am I choosing to measure this? What do I need to put down thought-wise? Byron Katie's work is really helpful here, and I will have a podcast where I talk more about her. But when you come up against a thought or belief, you ask yourself these four questions, and the process she calls is inquiry. So the first question is, is it true? The second, can you know that it is absolutely true? The third, how do you react and what happens when you believe that thought? The fourth, who would you be without that thought? So just to do an example of it, here's the thought. I need to look a certain way to be happy. Is that true? Well, I I could say, yeah, I I really need to look this way or I'm not going to be happy. Can you know that that is absolutely true? In the history of the universe, have people looked different than you and been happy? Have you been happy at a different point in your life when you look different than you do now? Third question. How do you react and what happens when you believe that thought? Well, it makes me kind of miserable, thinking I have to look a certain way to be happy. And then the last, who would you be without that thought? I would be someone who didn't care what I looked like and was allowed to be happy regardless. Our way of dealing with pain often focuses on making us feel good or not feel pain in the short term while ignoring the deeper root of the problem, as in how I look relates to my being happy. Drinking to not deal with a bad marriage, to deal with not being comfortable in your body, in your family, in your community, in your life, to not being comfortable inside of yourself. This is how pain causes suffering. Understanding yourself, or at least actively working on understanding yourself, this is a lifelong learning opportunity. But doing this with compassion and without judgment, and when you come back to judgment and shame, letting them go as many times as you need to, knowing what your goals are, what you want out of life, and not the superficial things that we tick off in small talk, more money, a better car, a different body, a better partner, but those third and fourth consequences that get to the heart of your why. Use them to reframe your situation. We then get to control how we experience pain, how much we suffer, and what our pain means. And ultimately, we get to choose how we think about it. And this changes everything. We can still reflexively compare ourselves to others or to versions of ourselves that we decide we should be and then suffer because of that comparison. But as you bring your focus inward, the external appearances matter less and less. If you want to change how you see your problems, 
how you view pain and how much suffering you choose to experience, you need to get quiet and to really examine your own thoughts and stories. So if you have had it with the suffering in your life, if you are just so done, you are so tired of feeling this way, you are in that loop where you feel shame and then you numb not to feel shame and then you feel more shame and you numb or the pain in your life has led to so much suffering that you cannot cope. And the only way that you can cope is to drink or to drug or use whatever it is. So you don't have to feel those feelings. Know that there is a path through this. Go to my website, chatwithruth.com. You can go to the show notes for this podcast. I will put up a link to Byron Katie's The Work for the process of uh, inquiry. But know that there is a path through this and that you can find it. Like I said, chatwithruth.com. You can talk to me for 30 minutes. We can get an idea of what it is that's causing the suffering in your life. I can't do anything about the pain. I can help you reframe the suffering. So I'm Ruth. I'm the recovery coach. Have a wonderful day and we'll talk soon.